How about some oral sex with your morning coffee? Oh, it's going to be offered soon at the Fellatio Cafe. And a federal court rules that veggie burgers can still be called burgers for now. And a gay Jesus and a weed-smoking Mary. A Brazilian Christmas parody on Netflix is causing an uproar. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily Weird News podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm recording from Los Angeles, and I'm so happy to be with you. Thanks for joining. Let's get into the Weird Stories from around the world, baby. Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. How about a little oral sex with your cup of coffee in the morning? Isn't that a great way to start your day? Well, a bizarre new Swiss cafe will allow their customers to get a blowjob with their cup of coffee. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Okay, it costs. It says here it costs 42 pounds. It's a 42-pound deal. I don't know how many U.S. bucks that is. Still sounds like a deal to me. <laughs> Coffee's expensive already. Uh, it's going to be offered at a shop in Geneva, at the end of the year, well, that means any day, uh, you'll be order. You'll be able to order a coffee and then select a prostitute using an iPad. Come on, really? A cup of coffee, an espresso. Here's your iPad, sir. Select your prostitute. You got to be out of your mind. Some companies behind this called Face Girl. I don't know what that is. They're claiming that they're only copying similar popular cafes that already exist in Thailand. I had no idea this existed in Thailand. Cup of coffee and an oral sex. And an oral sex, that's funny. I'd like a cup of coffee and an oral sex, please. Is this just for men or can women get this too? You gotta get the women some, uh, some you know, a cup of cunnilingus coffee in the morning, right? Don't you think? That'd be... <laughs> would you like the cappuccino cunnilingus special, my dear? Sure you would. Uh... Somebody from Face Girl, this company that's behind all this, told the media that men will be able to order a drink and then make themselves comfortable at the cafe's bar. Is this all going down in the, in, at the cafe bar? I don't feel comfortable. Can you take me in the back at least? Like, does it happen right there? Like, I can't be getting a blowjob in the middle of Starbucks, okay? Let's go to the bathroom. Like, upstanding citizens. No one should have to watch that. The guy, the guy then said, quote, in five or ten minutes, it's all over. <laughs> okay. The full service will make the coffee one of the most expensive in the city and probably Europe at an eye-watering 60 Swiss francs, which is 42 pounds, which is probably about 60 American dollars as well. Something like that. There will also be an additional five-franc surplus for the drink. Oh, they're just giving you the price for the blowjob. They're not even adding the drink onto that. You should put the drink right on it and a muffin. Just add a muffin. Yes, welcome to our breakfast special. You get a blowjob, a muffin, and a coffee for 75 francs. I'll have the number one, please. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, critics. Of course there's critics. Of course there's critics of this. Oh, man. I'll never live long enough to ever see this happen in my own country because we have more critics than everybody. We have more critics than any other country added to any other country. Oh, that was that was dumb. What I meant to say was we have more critics than any countries added up in the world. That still makes no sense. It's early, guys. Forgive me. I haven't had my morning blowjob. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let me go. <laughs> let me go on with this. 
Uh, critics have blasted the proposal. They're blasting it. Like, blasting it with what? A Nerf gun? A super soaker? How are, how are these critics blasting the proposal? I'd love to see it. They're claiming only those setting up the business would benefit from it. Huh? Only those setting up the business? You mean only the business owners would benefit from this? I think not. As someone who's had many a blowjob in the morning, I can attest to to how... I mean, how how positively I started all those days. You're going to start your day on a positive note if that's the way you begin. So everyone's going to benefit from this. Critics. Not everybody, I mean... Maybe the women don't enjoy doing this, so I feel bad for that, you know. But prostitution is legal in Switzerland, and sex workers have permits, and they have health insurance and all this stuff, from what I hear. So, you know, it's a profession that, they, that, they're doing, that they've chosen in this area, and it's probably safer than other places and stuff. So, you know, maybe everybody's winning in this equation, is what I'm saying. I still can't wrap my head around... How this can happen in the cafe, like out in the open. I just think that they need to change that part of it, right? I'm not, you know, I don't need some voyeurism thrown into the to the mix. You know, people are just going to be walking up to this cafe, peeking their heads in. Or people are just going to go get the coffee, pay five bucks, and then just watch a bunch of people get fellatio, you know? And I think that's creepy. I don't want that going on. I don't want six dudes in suits having their morning business coffee watching me get a performance. I'm not going to be able to concentrate. I need to be taken in the back. Maybe sat down on like a plush sofa. That sounds lovely. While I sip my espresso. You know? I have to ask you guys. Do you ever... Can you ever imagine a future where this would be available in the US? I can't imagine it. I'll be long dead by the time this ever happens here. But can you imagine it? And what do you think about this? Do you think it's a terrible idea? you think this is okay? Would you be down for this? Call Weird AF News, man. I want to hear from everybody. <laughs> yes, yes, everybody in the world. 646-450-2012. Federal court has ruled that veggie burgers can still be named burgers for now. Plant-based meat producers have had a big win in the ongoing battle over what can and can't be labeled a meat product in the U.S. A federal court has temporarily blocked a law passed in Arkansas earlier in 2019, which made it illegal for terms such as burgers and sausages to be applied to products made from plant-based materials. Yes, I covered that story, I believe, in the beginning of the year. It's quite a controversial little thing we have going on in the country. Big battle over what can be called meat and what can't be called meat and what can be called a burger and what cannot be called a burger. Uh, As you know, plant-based meat industry has been going through a big explosion lately, in large part because of my state, California, I'm sure, a big contributor, because it seems like every other person I meet out here is a vegan. Very strange. Very annoying. I'm having a hard time finding my meat, guys, (laughs) as a meat eater myself, okay? Uh, You've heard of Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat. Even these fast food joints are starting to serve these non-meat burgers. Plant-based meat. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with options, you know? I'm going to tell you this, though. It's very strange that, you know, so let's say a place like Burger King, okay? They're going to start, they're trying to attract vegans or vegetarians, let's say. Um, I don't know if they realize that most vegans and vegetarians are overall quite healthy people and would never step foot in their fast food joint in the first place. So I don't know what you're doing there, Burger King and McDonald's, with your non-meat stuff. We're healthy. Yeah, I don't know a single healthy person that will step in there 
unless they're drunk. And if they're drunk, they're not getting your Beyond Meat Burger. They're getting a, a Whopper, and they're cheating. They're in there to cheat. That's the only reason why a vegan would go in there, because they're wasted, and they're going to go cheat. Meat eaters are, in fact, increasingly experimenting with plant-based meat substitute products. And in the face of a shrinking market share, traditional meat-producing industries have begun lobbying to get laws passed, regulating what can and cannot be called meat. And I don't blame them. They're seeing their money go down the drain here, right? They're losing market share. And they're trying to do whatever they can. Uh, and, of course, you're going to see a lot of times they'll get they'll go to propaganda to try and get people to eat their meat. Uh, they'll, they'll pay some scientists to do a fake story about how, oh, we did a study where if you eat 27 Whoppers a month, you actually live five extra years. And then they publish the, the, the information to get people to do it. It's, a, it's desperation moves. And in Arkansas, they they were, you know, pushing it through to change the language around non-meat. Like you couldn't call a veggie burger a burger at all. You had to call it a veggie patty or something like that. This is what they're trying to do here. They're trying to restrict the use of meat-related terminology. Yes, yes, yes. And in Arkansas, the law was passed where you couldn't use those terms um, many court cases around the country, though, are challenging these new laws. Okay. And Jessica Almi from the Good Food Institute, which is working with the ACLU and Tofurky on this, on this lawsuit to reverse the Arkansas ruling and to establish state laws that don't allow you to prohibit this language on plant-based products, says this is a victory for free speech. Had this law been enforced, Tofurky would have faced a terrible choice. Create confusing new labels for Arkansas and the rest of us with absurd language like veggie tubes and veggie discs. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I don't know what to think of all this. I'm not smart enough to really make a judgment on it. On the one hand, you got these one industry, the meat industry, that's trying to uh, save themselves in a sense by controlling food labels, um, and I don't like that. They're, they're masking it as, as uh, they're saying, well, we're trying to help people so they're not confused, so that when they see veggie burger, they, they realize that it's, it's, they don't realize. They think people, they're saying that people, if they see a veggie burger, they see the word burger and they don't realize that it's a non-meat situation, and I don't think that's what's going on. I think we're all smart enough to know veggie burger. Okay, it's not. It's not a. It's not a meat situation. Okay, um, tofurkey. I mean, I think we kind of get it, right? We're not. It's they're making assumptions that we're that dumb. And maybe some of us are. So on the one hand, that's going on, but on the other hand, I'm like, is a veggie burger? I mean, I, I'm just kind of for me as a. I'm not okay, I guess, with calling all this stuff burgers either. I, on some level, I'm like, come on, that's not a burger, man. Get it together. Just like, but I guess it. it what is a burger? Is the burger defined as the shape of something? And that's what we're deciding this on? It's in the shape of a burger. I don't know. I'm up in the air on this. I can be convinced either way. If you guys want to weigh in on this, it's, uh, you, you know the number. Call me up. I'm stupid. Educate me. Any, what about the vegans out there? Any, any, any lawyer vegans want to call? <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. Well, if you're looking for something to watch that's in the holiday spirit, you'll be happy to hear that Netflix went and released a gay Jesus comedy. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm actually very upset with Netflix right now because I cannot get it to work on my computer. This has been going on for weeks. And you know, it's that time of year where I just want to buckle down with some Mary Jane and watch some lovely Christmas specials, holiday specials. And you know, hey, a gay Jesus comedy, why not? That seems right in the Christmas spirit, am I right? (laughs) So a gay Jesus and a weed-smoking Mary, they're all part of a Christmas parody. It's been released on Netflix Brazil. This program is being slammed for blasphemy, as you can imagine. Especially in Brazil, which is very religious. Depictions of Jesus Christ in film, art, and beyond are no stranger to controversy. Controversia? With portrayals of the religious figure depicted as homeless or submerged in urine over the years. Oh, I don't know about the submerged in urine, Jesus. What, what movie is that? I need to see that. Well, now a Portuguese-language Christmas special on Netflix is catching fierce backlash from religious leaders and right-wing political figures, including the president's son, for implying that the religious figure is gay. Oh, boy. Since its release on the streaming service earlier this month, The First Temptation of Christ has spawned multiple online campaigns that call on the Brazilian authorities to ban the special and criminally charge its creators... As of Tuesday, one petition had been signed by nearly 2 million people. Ooh, they're very upset. The Netflix film tells the story of Jesus returning home from the desert for his 30th birthday. It's a very satirical format, meant to be funny. Comedy is the theme. Mary and God are portrayed as illicit lovers. Joseph is a bumbling carpenter who can't build the table. And the three kings try to pass off ham as free-range soy. Ham is free-range soy. Well, at least they didn't call it meat. (laughs) We don't want to confuse anybody at home. And Jesus, the movie suggests, seems to have done more than wandering around the desert for 40 days. Arriving in Nazareth, he brings along a flamboyant companion named Orlando, (laughs) who implies that he and the Son of God are romantically involved. Unbelievable. Orlando is a stereotypical effeminate gay man. He describes how the pair of them met. I was bathing in an oasis and I was naked. Jesus abruptly cuts him off to prevent more from being revealed. And then I asked for directions, says Jesus. I asked, and he gave it to me. You bet I did, Jesus. I sure gave it to you. <laughs> this is this is dialogue from the special, apparently. It's tongue-in-cheek moments like this one that have scandalized the deeply religious South American country, which counts among its population over 120 million Catholics, more than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, they have more Catholics than anywhere else. This is a crazy place to release such a a comedy special. I, I have to agree. I mean, I don't know what you were expecting, Netflix or whoever's behind this, but like, you're going to get backlash in a place like Brazil over this. Of course, of course. One Brazilian who was very angry said, We support freedom of expression, of course, but is it worth attacking the faith of 86% of the population? This film is garbage. It refuses to preach the word of God, in fact. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think preaching the word of God was their aim at all. It was just straight-up entertainment. They're going for laughs here, you know. We live in a world now when you... You can't just go for the laughs. You have to go, All right, I want to go for the laughs, okay? People have paid to laugh, okay? But, oh, I can't... I have to check myself because while going for the laughs, I have to make sure I don't offend a single person that's anywhere out there in the world. (laughs) Even like when I do comedy shows, I could say stuff that makes everybody in the room laugh, but somebody who's not even present could give me shit for it. 
Like if it's online afterward, if I post a show online, someone who wasn't there could go, this isn't comedy. I'm like, well, it kind of was. I made, there was 220 people in the room and I made 220 of those people laugh. So apparently it is comedy. <laughs> you weren't even there. <laughs> so apparently the uh, sketch group that's behind this, they're called Porta Dos Fundos, which means back door. <laughs> back door. Hilarious. Uh they have they have made a name for themselves with irreverent sketches and comedy. Last year, this group won an international Emmy for its most recent holiday special, which follows Jesus' apostles after a night of heavy drinking in what's called The Last Hangover. Okay, these people have been making, creating art around religion in their country, and they're getting rewarded for it, paid for it. They won an Emmy. So... Okay. Now this this leads me to say this then about it. Some of you may or may not agree. It's called context. Uh, of course, context works works both ways in this. Yes, making fun of Jesus in a very religious country. Got it. That's part. That's one context. The second context is this. No one is forcing you to watch this, at all. You go on Netflix and you click it. This is made by a sketch comedy group that is. V- internationally known they've won an emmy so when you watch a product from these people when you watch a creation from these people who have already created the last hangover mocking religion you should know what you're getting so you really don't have any legs to stand on in my opinion this offends you you weren't forced to watch this it's like if you went to an iron maiden concert you didn't know who you, you 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 don't like heavy music like that you don't like metal you went to an Iron Maiden concert. You should know what Iron Maiden's known for. Look at their uh, look at their cover art, okay? Eddie, the giant skeleton, ripping off somebody's head. So then, that's like if someone saw that and then went to the Iron Maiden concert, and then while like left and said, "I can't believe it. I am offended." No, you chose that brand. <laughs> you have no legs to stand on in your offense. That's my take on it. Then again, I'm the artist, so this is this is the artist's point of view take on it. You may have a different take on this. Call Weird AF News. Let me know what you think about this. And um, if anybody could get my Netflix working, I'd appreciate it because I'd really love to see this Gay Jesus special. <laughs> Come on. Mary smoking marijuana? Are you out of your mind? I want to thank everybody. For- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Stay at Whole Foods Market. Calling me. I'm publishing a bunch of phone calls at the end of this. So if you guys don't like the calls, uh, you can click off. But I think you should listen to them. The uh, angry Florida man called several times. Hilarious. Got a new caller and a new fan from Texas I want to give some love to called P.A.T. Who didn't even know a podcast existed and now is a loyal listener of Weird AF News. Thank you for calling. All the way from Texas, baby. I got to get out there and visit some of my Texas fans, man. One of these days, guys, I swear to you, I'll be out in Texas, be doing comedy shows. We'll be hanging out on porches, drinking PBRs or whatever you guys drink. What do you drink? Lone Star? What's the name of that beer? I'll drink anything. I don't give a damn. I'll bring you some weed from Cali. Just kidding, guys. I don't. 
transport marijuana to other states. What are you, crazy? And Weird AF News doesn't condone transporting the leafy green substance to other states. I do not. I don't want you to endanger yourself or your family. I want to show some... Oh, so by the way, those, so those calls are at the end. Listen to them. They're hilarious. Also want to give a, a shout out to a, a big fan of mine named Cindy from NYC. She wrote me an Amazon review that did not get approved, but she cut and pasted it to me anyways. <laughs> Amazon has community guidelines apparently, and I don't think you're allowed to swear in your review. And it's like, come on, Amazon. Get with the program. You have more money than God. Who cares about the swearing? She writes, makes me giggle when I'm depressed. Beat that. Damn, Jonesy. Cindy from NYC here. Just tell me who's giving you shit and I'll take care of it. I know people who know people. In all seriousness, these guys just don't, quote, get you. I have chronic major depressive disorder and during one of my trips to the loony bin, I discovered that the news real and or fake, is a huge trigger for my depression. Long story short, the world is an effed up place, and sometimes laughing at the absurdity is better than dwelling on the nasty. It's enough to drive someone crazy, really. So thank you for making a suicide survivor laugh, giggle, and even snort at least once a day. So when those negative reviews show up, just remember what we say in NYC. Forget about it, ah! Love, sin. (laughs) Isn't that the greatest review you've ever read? That is outstanding. Cindy, you just make me so warm inside. This is lovely. Yeah, and if anyone else wants to leave me a review, it, it just makes me, so, makes me so pleased. It's a nice thing to do for the holidays. Um, yeah, you can leave me a review or you can give me a donation to my PayPal. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. Not afraid of, not afraid of like unsolicited PayPal donations for sure. Give me some, uh, I'd like some holiday green so I could buy some holiday green. Do you get me? I'm drinking coffee right now from a fan and I'm loving it. I always appreciate a nice gift of coffee as well. As always, you can check out my Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weirdafnews where I'm about to post my second bonus episode of the month. Yes, with comedian Dave Neal. You know the guy. Dave's hilarious. He's actually, sometimes he's funnier than me on these stories. And I'm just like, dude, do you have to be so funny? My fans are going to leave me for you. I got some funny-ass friends out here in Los Angeles, comedians that you guys would just love. I'm trying to put them one by one on the bonus episodes. You're slowly meeting them. So, um, But Dave has been a mainstay. He's hilarious. And so I'm going to record with him and put that up later tonight. So check out the Patreon for bonus episodes. You can spend all of your holidays just listening to extra Weird AF News. There's enough on there for like two days worth of listening. Isn't that outstanding? And if you're annoyed by me, you can listen. To somebody else is on there. They take the reins sometimes. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. As always, you can reach me on Instagram at funnyjones, Twitter at funnyjones, Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Drop me an email, funnyjones at gmail.com. Call the show, you know the number. Just say hello, I'm cool with it. Jonesy. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. If I had a dollar for every time... I was in jail, and there was a feller in there dressed as a lady claiming to be out just taking his mama's driving test. Well, I'd have a few extra dollars, if you know what I'm saying. I ain't saying there's anything wrong with driving around dressed as a lady, but don't bring your poor mama into your story, man. This is some bullshit right here. He got arrested 
out there just doing his thing. And then when push came to shove, he, he got nervous and was like, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just trying to pass my mama's driving test. Buddy, you didn't pass any test. You just out there cruising around with some leggings on. I understand. Anyway, have a good one. Hey, Jonesy. This con man Santa Claus gig they got going up there now. Up there in New York City. That sounds like fun, man. That sounds like fun. I mean, people don't need to get stabbed, but, you know, dressing up like Santa Claus and getting tipsy with your friends for the afternoon and, you know, harassing the locals. That sounds like fun. I think we might make ourselves a little Greyhound bus trip up there next year. Me and the boys head up there and get hammered, you know, on some on some classy liquor from New York, you know what I'm saying, and maybe maybe chase some skirt or something, you know. But anyway, I feel as though if this may have happened in, in Pinellas Park, you might be singing a different tune about how wacky and crazy us Floridians are and how we can't be trusted with fake beards and, and, and leather boots because, you know, hey, you know, I mean, you know, whatever, man. I don't know where I'm going with this, but hey, hey uh, have a, happy holidays. Loving the podcast. I didn't even know what the hell a podcast was till a few months ago. I'd heard about them, but I don't watch TV. Try to stay out of the mainstream. But loving it down here in Texas. I love to hear you talk about the Floridian. Wow. Can't fix stupid. But look forward to talking to you later, Jonesy. It's Pat Paxton in Texas. Harold Mathis Jr., you sly devil. You finally got caught. I told you the last time I saw you over at the Caliente Super Sex Shop, you was balling too hard, son. You can't just use public money or embezzled money from your companies to come on out there in a limousine just to get to the dildo shop. You crazy MFer. Oh, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Hey, I'll probably be getting arrested this weekend, too, so I'll see you in the clink. Hey, Josie. What's happening, man? So, I was about to go to bed, and I'm having a discussion with my wife about the Santa Claus story I was telling you about. I mean, you were telling me about, (laughs) us about. (laughs) And uh, I realized when I was talking with her that I was probably going a little overboard, and I called to apologize. I realized they're not saying Santa Claus isn't a man. They're saying Santa Claus shouldn't be referred to as Father Christmas. It should be a gender-neutral referring. So when you're speaking about Santa Claus, you should be gender-neutral. You should use Father Christmas. And okay, I guess I went too far, man. So I guess we have to say Santa Claus, Saint Nick, Kris Kringle, all that stuff. It isn't actually saying Father, referring to as a man. So that means we can't say Santa Claus and his wife because that would be gender bias because his wife is a woman, and that's not gender neutral. Or Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, because we can't say Mrs. Claus, that, that's a woman. So I guess we have to say Santa Claus and his it. <laughs> yep. Not Santa Claus and his wife, but Santa Claus and his it, so we can remain gender neutral. Yeah, makes sense. So, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus and his it. Ho, 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 and Happy New Year. Hey, Jonesy. I just listened to the episode there, man. I heard they arrested that Miss Brittany down there at the uh, Campbell Toast Strip joint for acting erratically. More like erotically. <laughs> hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. And I've just finished listening to the story you did about the woman who put a lighted Christmas display on her roof of a 
big Santa Claus with a giant uh, erection, and she removed the display after neighbors and others complained that they felt it was inappropriate, especially for children in the neighborhood. And you've chosen to have a vasectomy and not have children because you feel it's bad to raise children in the world uh, that currently exists. And I've called in a couple of times and told you that I think with your common sense approach, you'd be a very good parent. Well, today I'm calling to tell you that your take on this article today, you're totally off the mark. So my reason for saying that is that you said that you feel that this woman was not inappropriate in what she did and that the neighbors are just being uh, overreactive and oversensitive with their comments about this uh, Santa display with the huge erection that goes the length of her roof. Well, uh, you, you then I wanted to complain about people being more concerned um, about uh, allowing their children to see all sorts of violence and being concerned uh, about displays of the human body and that we're messed up in those sort of beliefs. Um, but you went on and said the children should be kept inside. What are they doing outside after dark anyway? Well, you then commented about, uh, you know, smoking smoking a fatty and hopping in your car and driving around and looking at the Christmas lights. Well, you know, what's typically done is you put the kids in the car and you drive around and look at the lighted Christmas displays. That's the family activity that's done. But you've just, you know, made the comment that you're going to light up a, a marijuana cigarette and then go driving around under the influence of a, narcar or a narcotic or a, a controlled substance. I realize it is no longer in California, but, you know, you don't drive under the influence, even if it's legal. That's still a crime to drive under the influence. So, um, you know, i got to call you out on this one. That's usually a Christmas activity that's done with the family is going around and looking at the Christmas lights. And, you know, putting up a display of Mrs. Claus's titties hanging out, as you said, nope, that's not appropriate. Santa's erection across the length of the roof is not appropriate. Kids are going to see this, and parents will have those discussions about the box. Hey, Jonesy, this is Dallas from Minnesota. Have to comment on the uh, school teacher who uh, put in the uh, slave trade example in, in her classroom. Now, I totally agree with you. She is an idiot, but she could have done this in a different way to make it so she wouldn't have been seen as much of an idiot by putting a learning lesson in the play of why it was more southern states that had slaves and uh, uh, the northern states did not. It wasn't because, you know, the Republicans ran the northern states and they were against slavery or the southern states ran by Democrats, naturally uh, uh, um, you know, racist. So, so, so they, they, they wanted the slaves. So it was more of what, what, what type of commodity was, was being done at the time. So cotton, uh, uh, it, was, it was more profitable and beneficial to have slaves until the cotton gin was, was announced. About every other agricultural group in America actually did not work well with slaves. And that's why uh, the northern half really didn't have slaves. So she could have done this differently 
and instead of said the slaves could be very valuable, could have added or would they have been? And uh, you know, shown how how much slavery really is not a benefit to anyone um, by by you know showing that it's actually a cost and detriment to that that slave owner because they have to feed them, they have to house them, stuff like that, and it's actually more beneficial to have employees instead that go to their own home and they feed their their own selves pay their own rent you know provide their own heat and and they only come to the farm to to work you know so she could have made it a good learning lesson instead i totally agree with you she totally failed she she put herself in the realm of being far right i know i've i've condemned the far left i condemn the far right as well they both are are uh, you know people we don't need in our society uh, because they're batshit crazy, totally. But uh, um, just want to put my two cents in of how she could have done this differently. To still educate about slavery, but show it in a positive light of why slavery is bad. And that's what made her an idiot. Is instead she showed how slavery could be good, and that that's totally wrong of her to do.